angry that my ex broke up with me, you know. I was like, oh my god, this this like asshole broke up with me two weeks after I got burned. Like, how dare he? So horrible, blah, 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 blah. So I got so angry that I said, Shining Chu, you're gonna like blow the F up, man. You're gonna do so well, right? That this like mofo gonna be damn sad he dumped you. So in that way, like my anger drove me to just do, do good. And so I did. Hey friends, welcome to the Creator in Progress podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Lim. Each episode will bring you inspiring stories and practical advice from both successful and budding creators and entrepreneurs on how they got to where they are today. Our next guest is one of my favorite local content creators. Charlene's journey certainly hasn't been an easy one. A few years back, she suffered a massive burn to her face and has had to heal from it both physically and emotionally. But she's come out of it stronger than ever and today, Charlene has amassed over 286,000 followers by sharing about her entire journey. We spoke about the many challenges of being a content creator, how we cope with finances, haters. Why are you being emotional on your TikTok? Uh, why, why would you post that? Like, that's so cringe. And actually, that was really, really helpful. And how we pivot our brand as creators. Well, it boils down to this question, and it's, do you want to live honestly? I want to live honestly. I want to be truthful. That's what I'm going to be. She's the definition of being real and authentic, and I had so much fun chatting with her, and I know you'll definitely enjoy this conversation. This episode is co-produced by Skate. Okay, I'll dive right into it. So... Mm-hmm. I guess before we go into like the proper proper questions, mm-hmm. I always ask my guests this, right? I think it's important to know our past really mm-hmm. shaped us as uh, who we are, like people, mm-hmm. right? So I'm very curious to know um, about your backstory. So maybe tell me more a bit about uh, who you are and uh, even who you were before, I guess, the incident. Um, and like, how has everything you have experienced, um, you know, how has it shaped you into the person you are today? Mm. All right. So I'm Charlene. And um, I am a content creator and also a calisthenics coach. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's like gymnastics, body weight training. Um, but I've just recently become a full-time content creator. Yay! And um, I guess I'm known for um, sharing my burns recovery online. And I guess that's how I gain a following. Um, and I, it's been roughly two and a half years almost three years since my actual accident so I was in Australia I was living there for nearly seven years so I was very much like entrenched into Australian culture and um when I had to come back it was because like I yeah my ex-boyfriend broke out at me and it was like a very hard breaking and terrible time mm-hmm. but then actually deep deep down like in hindsight I know that um in it, it's gonna sound bad but it needed to happen because I was living in a way that I know I didn't want to um because by the time like my mental health was really really bad and it was affecting um me and all the people close to me and yeah, I just wanted like this chapter of me to die away. And I guess it was, it literally just like changed overnight. So I had to come back to Singapore. And then that's when I, I guess I had no friends. I had nothing to do. I was recovering from this injury. So I started to document um, on TikTok because my friend said I should. And I thought like, I oh, yeah, it's just some platform. Nobody follows me. Then like, yeah, from then I went viral. And because TikTok back then was still a very new platform, I think they were pushing 
uh, creators out and that's how I gained a following and then so the media started approaching me so there was like mothership and then magazines and all of a sudden I guess I became an influencer mm. yes so I that's uh, that's the context yes was it because of the uh, burns incident mm. then you decided okay I think I should come back or it was already in the works um that I, I feel like I should come back? No. So I was doing my master's degree, mm. doing an MBA, and then I got burned <laughs> around my exam time. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I was like, actually, can you give me like two, three more weeks extension? And then I finished my exams in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I came back because I didn't have anyone else to mm. take care of me. I mean, you can't rely on your friends to bring you to the hospital all the time. And I didn't want to burden anyone. Mm. And it was also the peak of COVID. Mm. So, like, everything was so confused and crazy. Mm. Um, then my parents just said, you just have to come back. La. Like, mm. there's no other w- way mm. <laughs> for you, yeah. you know. Yeah. I didn't know you studied there for seven years because I studied for seven years in Perth. Oh, ah, really? Yeah. So oh I, my gosh. I understand what you mean by the Aussie lifestyle. It's mm. very it's very different from Singapore. Um, not so hectic. I feel like they prioritize mental health or they yes. pri- prioritize like family first or so. Like, mm. you know, they always cut off like at five, right? Yeah. At five is like, okay, goodbye. Yes, um, yes. Work can wait, that sort of thing, which yes. I guess in Asian culture is always very frowned upon. <laughs> Yeah, right. I know, right? Yeah, and coming back to Singapore, then mm-hmm. it's like a you you are immersed back into that, and it's like a culture shock essentially. It is, but I feel very lucky and blessed because I learned all about um, you know, in Australia they are very into um like inner work, mm. inner child work, therapy, mental health. They're very open about it, so mm. that's where I learned all of this um mental health related practices so Mm. in a way i've gained a toolbox of things i can use or implement when i feel like very overwhelmed with my whatever i'm facing with in terms of my burns recovery because obviously like recovering from an injury for like two years is not easy um and i just feel very very lucky Mm. that i had my time abroad like in a way like i had my fun ready so what happened and like how how did it happen Mm. i guess okay Um, wow Okay, uh, what happened? Uh? I was just cooking one day <laughs> uh, with my ex-boyfriend. We were like frying donuts. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's funny now. Yeah. Like, I'm glad I can laugh at it. Mm. But we were deep frying and oil actually heats up to about like 300 degrees Celsius. Yeah. So like three times your boiling water. Mm. And um, so like I finished making it and like he... Because it was meant to be like a date night activity. So yeah. like we were like, ha ha making donuts and then he makes I make mine then I go to the sofa to watch Netflix because our kitchen and like living is the same floor mm. um, then he makes his and then he forgot to turn the sofa off okay so um, obviously the thing keeps on heating up and then like there's smoke in the house mm. over the course of like 30 minutes and then I obviously freak out because Taro my dog was only a puppy and mm. then I went like oh my gosh then um, I, I took the pot and then like I put it in the sink and then yeah, like booms because there was water. In the sink? Yes. Oh, I see, okay. Actually, like I turned the faucet on lah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah oh. But a lot of people like give me shit for it. So I just like stopped saying it entirely. Like I stopped talking about it like online because mm. like people can't give me shit for it. And Sorry, am I so... Can I it's okay, shit? it's yeah. okay. So, so I just felt like... Um, 
yeah, I just didn't want to like say it anymore. Okay. But I mean, if anyone can learn from my mistake, then okay, go for it, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I honestly, if you didn't help me, like yeah. until the point you told me about it last year, right? Yeah. I wouldn't have known not to throw water onto yeah. like oil or something. I mean, to me, it's like fire. Water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that was yeah. me also like, Fire, smoke equals water. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and then of course, like whatever that ensued was uh, very horrible. Lie. And I have actually like really good stories from that night. Yeah, I I remember every single person that like helped me in that incident, mm. including the paramedic who like held my hand for one hour in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. it must have been just super traumatizing and yes. all that, and so painful. And I mean, to yeah. this day, you're still going for like uh, laser surgeries, right? To, yeah. To, for the skin graft to recover, mm, is that right? It's, it's recovered already, so okay. it's like a scar, scar. But scars are forever. They, they don't. You will never revert back to like your usual skin before. Mm. Um, but I went through extensive lasering for two years, lah. Mm. Until like my doctors got annoyed with me. Then I was like, okay, you don't laser me, I go to another doctor. <laughs> so I went private in the end. I see. Because I was so determined to just not like disturb other people to go and laser me, of course, but I was determined to I guess be the best version of myself. Mm. And I knew that like I didn't want to limit myself. Yeah. So of course, like that was really hard. Mm. And I still now go for occasional medical checkups because um, my skin is very thin from steroids and the skin like parts of my face is actually filled up with uh, hyaluronic acid oh yeah otherwise there's like a literal den there what was uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it Hyal- hyaluronic hyaluronic acid oh, hyaluronic acid yes it, it's just a filler la. I see yeah like because okay. there were like holes uh. forming on my face oh yeah so at some point I have to do permanent fat um, transfers. Uh, I was going to say, how come they don't just use your fats? Because like, people use that for fillers also. Yes, right? yes, yes. Uh, mm. At some point, I have to do it. Yes. Mm, okay, okay. But it's okay. <sighs> yeah. Oh, it really sounds very, um, yeah, just very traumatic, you know. Like, I'm so yeah. sorry you had to kind no, of go through all it's okay. But it's like, I'm sitting here talking to you, having a nice time and a lot of good things happen out of it also. Mm. So we just grow from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, curious to know, right, do you feel that sharing your journey and TikTok has also helped you to heal emotionally? Because we also we spoke about external healing or yeah. physically healing, right? Uh-huh. But I think it's the emotional bit that is tough. Um, for It's tough to heal in, from the inside, right? So, do you feel like sharing your journey on TikTok and all that has actually helped you heal? Mm, yeah. Short answer, yes. Uh. <laughs> but... Why Why do you think mm. it's helped you heal? Because um, a part of me always knew that I want to make a difference, but I just didn't know how. I just felt like very small. Mm. Um, and I guess TikTok gave me a voice, a platform to share with people. And you don't need followers to make people listen. I was more outspoken back in the day before, uh, you know, money got involved. Mm. I'm going to be very frank. And even the way I spoke was different. You know, when you live in Australia for like seven years, of course, you're going to like, you're not going to la lolly everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like, I, I felt 
looking back at these videos, right, I was just talking myself the other day. I, I, was, I just think, wow, I'm really quite amazing. Eh? <laughs> like, I just really say whatever I wanted to say, mm. um, however I really felt. And I'm someone who feels very deeply. Mm. Um, I really want to help other people. Like, I care for people so much, even if, like, I don't know that person. I just f- care a lot because I feel that we're all connected. Mm. You know, we're connected to each other. We're connected to nature to God, who, whether you believe or not. Um, so it really made me feel like I was making a meaningful impact because then people were commenting like, oh, wow, um, this just saved me from wanting to unalive myself. Mm. Or I'm also going through something like that and uh, you make me want to go on with life and that's very meaningful, right? Yeah. 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 You never know what, like your, how your content can help people. Exactly. It yeah. may seem quite like menial to you yes. but it's actually amazing to someone else right have you had that experience also yeah I mean maybe not so life changing <laughs> but uh, you never know <laughs> I guess because my content was all about educational stuff mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so um, I think with like resume tips and stuff um, I created the content for a younger version of me basically Aww. I was very lost uh, the first time I did it when I went back to look at my old CV I was like what is this so um, I was like, yeah, since, you know, because I used to work at Google, so yeah. I have all this experience and all this knowledge and I'm like, how can I help people? And when I was uh, in Google, of course, we have workshops where we can help mm-hmm. people one by one, right? Uh, how do you improve your CV and stuff? But with mm-hmm. content, I, what I love about it is that it's scalable yeah. and I just have to do it once and I can impact so many people. Yes. So I, I love that part of it. Um, and I just put a template there. I'm like, watch a video, use a template, you know, Wow. Go for it, that sort of thing. So I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I love how um how say the way you approach it is so logical and structural and so great. Like I don't have that part of me, you know. <laughs> no, lah. I mean I also learn all this from Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Google, working from in Google and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And um I think watching other YouTubers, like mm-hmm. how they uh how they operate, uh how they help people. So um yeah, it's it's really cool. Like I watch some of the top YouTubers nowadays, like not say Mr. Beast lah, but like uh, Yes Theory. I don't know if you've yeah, heard I know Yes Theory. Yes, yeah, like they're doing uh, even Mr. Beast actually. They're doing all these big things, right? But mm. they're still impacting people. They're still helping people in their their ways. Their you know? ways, yeah. So yeah, eventually, if I can ever be like that, wow, I'll be super healthy. If my work can help people and impact people, I mm. think that is a win for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same it for can. you. Same for you. Like yeah. what you're doing is you're helping people at scale. You know, I actually um am, am I deviating or like talking? No, no, too much? just talk. No okay. Worry. Um, I actually mm, was struggling with follower count for like a year. Mm. Okay, that's damn long, and I kept on like I I was telling you just now that I haven't grown in numbers. Maybe it, it goes up and down, but it's more or less just mm. like that. And I think it's because um, people followed me for my burns and then now I'm trying to pivot into something else. Uh, okay, exploring who I am, celebrating how multifaceted humans are. Like, you're not just interested in resume. You're also interested in, like, your poodles yes. and maybe cooking, you know, yeah. you know, all that kind of thing. And I want to explore that part of me. And I think it's been hard because when you start deviating from this your usual content, right? Then, wow, the numbers suddenly go down. And then you just think, oh, no, what's wrong? What's wrong? Then then I will just give in to, okay, let's just make Burns content again because, like, 
TikTok algorithm, like, this is the only way that you won't give mm. me views. But I just, after a while, I got so tired of it. I just felt this is not aligned to me. Mm. I don't want to live like that, okay? It's a really bad way to live. And so I just, I guess, got myself uh, a creative, I'll say, like, someone to help me brainstorm and edit my videos and to tell me, just stick to your guns. No, don't give in anymore. You know, you really got to give this a fair shot and you can't just... Like, rebranding doesn't take one week. It takes one year, two years, you know. Correct. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I am the Googler that left TikTok in four months. <laughs> like, everyone knows me for that. Exactly. And I... I mean, part of, I, I'm grateful that that has launched me into, or, or like launched my follower count a little bit. Yeah. But Actually, that's how, that's how I found you. <laughs> YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, well, it's a good like starting Launch point. Back, yeah. I would like to, I'm also try, trying to pivot away from like career and all. I'm trying to pivot a little bit more into mm. uh, self-development or like these kind of conversations with like people and mm-hmm. like entrepreneurship and like the future of work. So I'm trying to, move in in this direction but yeah you're right it it does take a lot of time it does but i feel like i also realized that rather than hyper focusing on the numbers i mean of course everyone wants big numbers i realized that there are also cons to having lots and lots of followers and um like for example businesses expect you to you know wow bring the moon and stars Mm. to them that kind of thing and also it's not really very focused and i feel that the people who truly like you maybe they're like very little only but they are constant and they are your real followers and you are doing the real influencing on them correct correct yeah i don't know if you've heard of this article It's by uh, this guy called kevin kelly Mm -hmm. talks about your 1000 true fans like they will, they'll buy anything from you. They'll listen to you. They'll take your word for it. Like these are the kind of people you want to cultivate. Exactly. Like, so sometimes I'm like, okay, that's what I tell myself. Like build your community, build uh, those who you know really, really like you as a person and yeah. respect your thoughts and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like stay true to yourself, but it's so hard, lah. <laughs> like every morning I wake up, I'm like, oh, help me, please. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> every day yeah it's it's a balance i guess because we need to with the brand deals and all that we need to like balance it right yeah yeah i i feel you you have over two hundred thousand followers how do you approach building and growing your personal brand in the digital space Mm -hmm. and what strategies or tactics have you found effective for reaching and engaging with your audience well okay honestly it's being absolutely transparent with my audience Mm. And that's, I guess, my strategy. Mm. But it's just who I am as a person. I just think there's no shame in um, emotions. You know, like in Australia, they're very, oh, it's okay to feel what you feel. Mm. That kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, and, and that's just me. Mm. Yeah, and I think what I brought to the table to Singapore is, eh, stop suppressing you know, all yeah. these things. It's normal to have these thoughts. It's okay to have these thoughts. Um, it's okay to cry. You know, like, I still get people asking me, oh, why are you um, being emotional on your TikTok? Uh, why, why would you post that? Like, that's so cringe. Or why would you write so much? Because actually, I love writing. Hmm. Yeah, I find that when I write a lot, it's where um, I feel maybe people feel my sincerity and they feel that they resonate with it. Mm. But then I even got my own sister like telling me, hey, you write too much lah. Can you just like <laughs> stop? 
Really? Yeah, yeah, and actually that was really, really helpful. She told me, uh, yeah, yeah, my friends just think you write too much. Like, uh, What do you yeah, mean you like, write too much? Like, Because I used to write really long captions on my Instagram. Mm. And that wasn't for anyone, but maybe like just for myself, sorry. Mm. And maybe for someone who would resonate with it. Because I wanted to help like people who f- f- maybe would be in a similar position. And yeah, I even have family members telling me, hey, this is embarrassing or, oh, you write too much. Or just people say I'm cringe lah, mm. you know. But um, as sad as it is, I think deep down I know that it's going to find the right people. I know that my job is not to speak to the masses. My job is to speak to a very small group of people, you mm. know, who who will understand mm. and who will take away what I'm actually trying to say to them. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, maybe if they feel alone, letting them feel that, hey, someone else actually has like compassion and empathy for you. Yeah. Mm. And whatever you're going through is okay. And like, it's strong. You can get through it. I think don't worry so much. Like I've never found that you have wrote a lot. I mean, at a point of time, that was like a TikTok thing, right? You yeah. do like some background thing and then you do like <laughs> and then you know that the, the words come out or like you just have a long oh, caption yes, and yes, then you're yes. doing something yeah <laughs> yeah but th- that is a trend and all that right and yeah like, i think just don't it's hard but like yeah don't worry so much about what people say right i like, i don't anymore i mean of course sometimes i'm like oh but she said that i'm like okay but like who's making the cash me, not my sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're close to you. Yeah, then. and now she comes to me for advice. So I'm like, okay, who's laughing now? Okay. <laughs> so when you're like trying to do something different, people are going to laugh at you. People are going to talk crap about you. Mm. But anyway, like to answer your question, also I think that to just ride the wave, because like after doing this for almost three years, I realized that um, the trend always changes. Mm. So like maybe the first trend f- um, in the beginning, it was, oh, you need to use trending audios. Then after that, it was not about trending audios. It was about original voice. Mm. And then after that, it was about uh, uploading, oh, I don't know how many times a day, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then now it's about, oh, you don't have to have a big audience to make a, a big difference. Oh, I made $500,000 from having 3,000 followers. You don't need to have a big... Oh, yeah. After a while, I just told myself, you know what? I'm just going to do what I want to do. And also, this is like an insider tip. After working with lots of big brands and like their parent companies, I keep asking them the same question. Like, actually, like, why do you choose these people? Why do you choose these people to do to collaborate with mm. and they always say is frankly it's not about like your follower count it's about your engagement with your followers it's about the story you tell mm. it's like how to say it like what you stand for yes yeah. your values yeah exactly so I just went on a brand trip for example and you know there are people who have less than 10k followers and they're coming on a huge brand trip Mm. and it's because they stand for something you know people like you as a person so i thought i i just realized i don't need to like have one million followers yeah to make a difference Mm. and to make a living yeah yeah Yeah. i agree i actually agree with that like but if you want brand deals like yeah like you said i think just now right companies look at uh, follower count is still a Uh, metric they 
yes. they look at. I mean, you'll probably be able to earn more money if you have more followers. Mm. But I'm just saying that don't just look at follower count. Right? And yeah. also, what you stand for will set you apart. Let's talk finances. Okay. Love, I love money. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I'm very interested to know, how do you navigate the financial instability that often comes with being a creator? Especially, I know you're juggling... Um, being a, I mean, you mentioned I you stopped were, la. Oh, okay. I you mean, were, I paused. So you're a calisthenic coach, but you paused for a bit. Yeah. Um, but also you're doing brand deals and stuff. Like, did you did you ever uh, work in the corporate world? No. Uh, I was an intern. <laughs> 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 but then, you know, I freaking like sleep in the toilet. <laughs> but that made me realize that I cannot do a desk job. Mm. I hate desk jobs. It's not for me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm shriveling into nothing. <laughs> so, no, I've actually never been in the corporate world. I mean, I wouldn't rule it out, you know. Maybe next time I'm more mature than if I don't want to be creative anymore. Like, I would never rule anything out. I mm. have an open mind towards everything. Uh, but no, for now, I don't want. Okay. No, I think it's good. Ex- yeah. Explore while you're young. Yes. I mean, either way, is not bad. Like, for it's me, not. I was in the corporate world for 10 years, right? Mm. Um. I I have regrets. I don't have regrets. I don't have regrets because I think I learned a lot of things during that 10 years that helped me do what I want to do now. And again, like I've earned enough money so I can buy all Slay. the lovely equipment I like. Slay. <laughs> yeah. And this beautiful house. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the upside to it. But downside is like, I feel like once I hit my 30s, it's true the the energy drops quite a fair don't bit. don't say that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I wish it wasn't the case, but we take longer to recover. To deal with the instability of being a freelance content creator, it's hard for everyone, of course, and it's something that I'm still trying to figure out. But I think having a six months emergency plan, fun, mm. is always important, you know? Mm. You gotta plan your finances, and um, I use Seedly to track my... Okay. Um, what I spend also. Mm. So I know exactly what's going in, what's going out. Okay, that's just <laughs> So I know exactly what's going on in my finances. Yeah, so so like, don't just go and spend money like this. Mm. Yes. Yeah, it's important to actually, you know, have your emergency fund. Um, but yeah, other than that, I would say to manage anxiety, uh, for me, I exercise, I journal. <laughs> Mm. I do the whole Andrew Huberman, you know, wake up, go and get sunlight, stretch, drink water. Like I've been doing that for a while now and it genuinely makes a difference. Mm. So your anxiety is completely up to you to manage. Mm. Yeah. And okay, I saw this quote, right? It says, anxiety and overthinking is not trusting the universe or God, whoever you believe in, that it will provide for you. Mm. yeah you're not letting go you think that you have control but you're not letting go and letting the universe do its thing so that's what anxiety is and i completely agree with it yeah Mm. so you just have to trust yeah like you have to trust that things are working out for you of course you don't just sit there and like oh yeah everything is working out for me no you have to take inspired action yes and then believe that it will happen to you you mm. know you talk about bending realities and all that 
you believe in something so much, you feel, you tune into that situation or scenario or feeling so much that like reality has no choice but to bend into what you think. You know, those kind of like super delusional people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's a skill, you know, to be so delusional until it <laughs> actually becomes real. Did you, do you watch the Netflix documentary about um the Anna? Anna? Yes, the one she was in jail. Anna Kilp. Uh, yeah, yeah, the one that like she fake it till she make it lah. I mean like <laughs> that's amazing, you know. But I forgot her name lah. I forgot the name of the show, but I, I think I know yes, the one yes. you're, you're, you're talking about. Yeah, but so she's, she's very smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah. So I mean everyone is going through it lah, like pros and cons, everything. Anyway, to, for your second question, I think we've been through uh, our fair share of receiving extremely late oh, yes. payments yeah. uh, for what we have done right as content creators. So, do you have any tips on? how to ensure that we're being paid on time. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Ask you first. <laughs> I mean, I've heard things like, okay, let's do a 50% payment upfront first and then 50% yeah. once it's done. But generally, I feel when brands, at least for me, when brands approach me, they're on a very tight timeline. Yeah. So, and that's another gripe I have, I guess. I wish they give me a little bit more time. Mm. Um, but I'm like, I haven't done the 50-50 thing yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, that's one way I've heard to ensure at least you have a little bit of payment, right? If not, there are times where payment is delayed by one month, two months, um, mm. and and like, hey, this is our bread and butter and, you know, you don't pay us. Yeah. And they did, I don't know where what companies do or think and I know they have finance as a schedule to run on and things like that, but I think it's very important that we continue to emphasize this, I yeah. guess, to brands and companies, especially... More and more, I think mm. they will want to. More companies will want to work with content creators and influencers, yeah. right? Yeah. So, how can we make them more aware? I guess of of this situation, because partly it's a bit unfair to us as well, right? Yeah, it's completely unfair. Mm. Actually, I get very very angry, and I think it's very disrespectful. Because, I mean, if you get somebody to, I don't know, fix your table <laughs> or something, usually you have to pay them first, no? Yeah. Where got people like, oh, I do the job so nice for you. And then, oh, oh sorry, I forgot to pay you. Or sometimes yeah. they don't even pay you. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. Right. So I think for me personally, I haven't found a way to do it myself. Mm. But I got a manager mm. to handle all my paid collaborations. Mm. So at least there's somebody to protect me and say, hey, you know, you have to compensate her for her fair work and time and she is a professional and expert in this area so she knows okay you know what if you ask for let's say a three-hour shoot and your shoot um uh, goes on for another one hour you have to pay her for that um and these are already terms and conditions laid out so i would say make your terms and conditions really clear even before mm. starting the work and i think the 50 percent deposit thing is like really important so maybe i find that some more brands are inclined to pay the 50% first in the past two years. Mm. Um, and if they don't, right, then it's up to you. Lah. Like, they usually pay in the end just very late. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's up to you to whether you want to take that risk or not. Mm. Um, but I think this was the center of our conversation that we had a while ago. And that's why we are so passionate in wanting to help creators. Mm. Like, I don't know, maybe we can like make a, a workshop about this. I don't know. But I'm also very keen to find out how other people do it. To be honest, I think everyone doesn't know. So, And I think the big 
content creators have managers. Yes, I agree. It's it's easier to it's in a sense it's easier to have a middle person because yeah. there's that you don't have that awkward conflict in yeah. a sense. Uh, so hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe eventually I'll get a manager. I mean, I would like one. It's just at this point, I don't have enough yet to... to uh, like, I feel like I don't have enough brands uh, mm. coming to me or anything like that for me to warrant like hiring someone. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll, um, I'll try the whole like late penalty fee thing. <laughs> it has never worked for me lah. But <laughs> maybe you can try. Hmm, say, that's true. Say for every one day that you're late, 10% of the fee applies. That's true because in in the contract, yeah. they also say if you are late, yeah. then you also. I like that idea. Give them what they give you, Ben. I like that idea. Yeah, we shall do that. <laughs> we shall talk more about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um. Okay. Actually, the next question I think we touched on. Have you ever felt defined or confined by the content that initially launched you into popularity? And how do you navigate pivoting and exploring new niches without losing connection to your audience? Wow. Okay, guys, I'm in the middle of it right now. I think my niche was what? Burn Survivor and Beauty mm. and maybe a bit of fitness. Mm. Um, and then now I'm trying to pivot into more like all slow, intentional living. I like fashion. Uh, I like I still like makeup and fitness, but it's not all of me. Mm. And burns, yeah, I mean it's part of me, but like that's the last thing. When you think about Charlene Chiu, I don't want people to think oh burns. It's just more like it's uh, it's helped me to become who I am today, but it's not mm. who I am. Mm. Yeah. So right now I'm in this transition, and I'm actually in a very difficult phase where it's great. I feel amazing. It's very weird because I feel very excited to create content, yet extremely anxious. And I realized that I can hold both emotions, although they're very contrasting, you know. Mm. One's very positive, one's quite negative. But I realized they can coexist for some reason. Um, And I just told myself that, I mean, you and I, we've been through a lot of... mm, hard things in life already Mm. and I mean if this were not to work out then okay we'll just move on to the next thing you know but at least you've spoken your truth and I think the most important thing like okay so my creative not director just someone who helps me with my this whole transition Mm. she told me because I said hey I'm struggling mentally so bad and I've been struggling for the last few weeks because you know to see the numbers go down when you speak your truth is it sucks because it feels like oh is there something wrong with um, what I'm saying? And she said, well, it boils down to this question and it's, do you want to live honestly? And I said, yeah, I want to live honestly. I want to be truthful, you know? So that's what I'm going to be. And and she said, yeah, you cannot compare yourself to other creators because other creators, this applies to you also, right? Other creators, let's say skincare, they've done skincare for five, ten years and that's why their following keeps on growing because they've been consistent this whole time. But people knew your story before but they don't know your story now. Mm. So it's like you're telling an entirely different story and it's like rebranding, you know. And then people have to get to know the new Jamie mm. and there are people who are going to leave. Because they think, oh, I don't align with the new Jamie. Mm. And there are going to be new people who come in because they think, wow, finally somebody who actually like talks about this. Mm. 
you know, and we are quite niche also. So I told myself, you know, it's going to take time to find your 1,000 true fans, mm. followers. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that you're living so truthfully. Like, yeah. I'm, I think we're quite similar in a sense where uh, I also wear my heart on my sleeve. So if, if I'm upset, right? You know it. It's all over. <laughs> you can see it on my face. Right. Uh, I, I try. I've learned to pull back a bit. Mm. Uh, especially in the corporate world. It's like... You have to learn how to pull back a little bit, right? But there was that point in time, like, yeah, you, you know when I was there, you just see it on my face. Yeah. But, I mean, people think it's a bad thing. Sometimes I think it's it's just me being truthful and, mm. like, I'd rather people not lie to my face in yeah. that sense. So, um, but now I just take a step back, calm down, and then I go back there. Mm. Yes. Then it, it helps. But I like that you have that that value. That, you know. I, I think, like, um, honestly, right, brands see through it also. Mm. They really do. Like, I've spoken to the bosses of, like, big corporations and, like, I feel that they are not dumb. Mm. <laughs> they really, really look at your content, like, how you're engaging with your community, your comments, all of that. I, I, I learned this thing that just because you don't see it happening for you now doesn't mean that it's not happening for you behind the scenes. Mm. True. It's just... We need to learn how to be patient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm very impatient. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want it now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's such a long game. I think like content creation. Yeah. Um, you've experienced the opportunity to work with huge makeup brands like Sephora. Mm. Um, maybe can you share a little bit more about how those opportunities came about? Um, how are uh, honestly right? When the email came, I thought it was a scam email <laughs> <laughs> because I thought how. Oh, why 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 me like how is this possible mm. and i think it was at the time where again i was the most truthful like i really just i was me mm. and i said everything transparently like it was and i think because people picked up on my story and they like it because it's unique mm. you know um maybe they haven't seen someone who's come out like this before. You know, what person with scars on her face would want to say, hey, this is me. Mm. You know, all of me. And I think people like that, brands mm. like that, because now the beauty space is shifting into, oh, it's all about diversity, wow, authenticity, uh, what's your story, that kind of thing. Mm. You know, it's no longer about, oh, we are just casting um, Caucasian people who are good looking and that's it. Yeah. You know, now they care more about diversity and such. So I think I just, it's a mix of luck and I don't know, like I'm a good person. Why wouldn't good things come to me? Mm. So uh, being able to accept that with grace also. And I think also because like they, I think they like hire, I'm not sure if I can say this, but they hire PR companies and then like they would scout for people and I'm not sure how it happens. Mm. Mm, but I think, of course, having visibility on any platform is, like, important, right? Mm. Yeah. So, I think it's luck also. La. I'm also quite curious because at this point, when I work with brands, they come to me, right? Mm. Have you ever gone out to mm. scout for your own brand? Like, say, I really like this product. Now, yeah. yes. Now, yes. Now, yes. Okay. Because I feel like I've built that credibility. But the way I built that credibility was also... 
whenever I was present for shoots, I think I was very lucky because, of course, the big brands came to me. So in that way, like, I'm very lucky. And when I was there, I would talk to people. Mm. I would take a genuine interest in who they were, what their names were. Like, I, w- I always make a point to um, ask people what their names are, even the person who's just doing my makeup. Usually, like, nobody cares about them. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> but it just feels like, you know, I, I make sure that everyone feels seen and I make sure that I network. Mm. I mean, not in big-scale events. Like, of course, I don't talk to everyone because I'm an introvert also. Mm. I get very tired. So, yeah, like, I just make sure that I talk to people and you want to make yourself memorable in a way. <laughs> not saying that I'm super memorable, but at least I just want to also practice what uh, what I preach, you know. Yeah. If I really do want to make an, a meaningful impact, I have to make it offline also, mm. not just online. Correct. Yeah, and so that for me is to make an impact on someone that I meet in real life. So I'm curious to know, what role does community play in your journey? And how do you navigate the challenges of the online spaces while prioritizing your happiness and mental health? Okay, I think people think that I'm like super happy and confident all the time. But actually, right, I'm, I'm, I become much more introverted and I am sick a lot <laughs> because mm. I haven't figured out how to balance content and um, my health. But I will say that I'm very happy. I'm very happy to be in this creative space because I feel like it's truly what I want to do. Um, what was the first part of the question? Uh... Well, I think the the one you answered community, was community. Yes, okay, community. Yeah. I think I used to overlook community a lot. I just like never really reply to people, and it's fine if you don't reply to people. But over time, like talking to brands again, the whole how you engage with your community was really just standing out. It was just screaming at my face, like engage with your community. So I was like, okay, 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 okay. So I started to like <laughs> reply my DMs, and I would tell myself, okay, do you? I would check in. Do you feel energetically okay to reply? Because often people like emotional dumb on me lah. Mm. Like they'll like without even asking, they'll send me pictures of like burns and Ooh. yeah. And to me, like sometimes it's traumatizing to look at them and. Instagram will like blur the picture first, but I know like, or sometimes I keep pull so I like, oh, what's this? I like, I'll click on it, then it'll show me like a picture of burns. And a lot of times people emotional trauma dump on me. And sometimes you may not be like ready to hold that space for them. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, I'll just check in myself. And sometimes like I'll give shorter answers um, or when I feel like it, then okay lah, like I'll give longer answers. But I'll still try to engage with them now. Um, however, I'll just do it in a way that does not exhaust me. Yeah. Because yeah. I really used to, wow, oh, you know, write this whole paragraph to them. And then it, at the end of the day, I'm just... Because the way I heal people, right? The way I feel that I heal people is through my energy. You know, different people heal differently. You know, some people give... Um, massages like massage is an incredible way to heal the body and like trauma and all massages um, like sound therapy whatever or some people just give you their energy mm. and I feel like that's the way that I do it and um, maybe like this is too complex for some people to feel into but I just genuinely feel like yeah that's what I do and so I've been more discerning of who I give my energy to and yeah I will engage 
but I will give myself, let's say, a set time. Okay, Instagram, 8pm, I will log in on my computer and I will reply to however many comments I can. And then after that, I will try to switch off. Mm. Now I'm learning how to switch off because I can't. Because I think a lot, like I care a lot. And so now I'm still in that process of learning. Yeah, do you have any tips? <laughs> I don't think I get that, ma- that many DMs. Um, what I feel... I mean, because I'm trying to build community as well, right? But I feel that a lot of the comments that come in are mm. always very encouraging, which awesome. is great. And I always thank them for it, you know? Uh, but I, I don't know whether I thank them too much. Ask, ask them a question back. Ah, this okay. is a, a good tip that I learned. To create more engagement and more comments. I mean, like, honestly, yeah, la, like, now that I'm pivoting, my comment also, like, very little, if not none, okay? But I'll ask them a question back. If they say oh, I love your video. Then you say, oh, thank you so much. Uh, what did you like about it? Mm. Then they'll say, oh, I like that you were very in-depth about your explanation. They say, oh, oh, then try, try to make a conversation with them. So mm. you get to know them. They get to know you. And then they just, wow, this creator replied to me, you know. <laughs> yeah, like people feel yeah, yeah, happy, yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's a good tip that I learned. Mm. rather than just because I realised that I was thanking people too much also yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh great because content. I'm grateful you yeah, know I'm, like, I'm grateful yeah. so yeah but I'm like eh, but like comment more like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so ask them a question back okay <laughs> got it got it but I have to say I, I actually liked uh, I really liked one of your I mean I'm not a makeup person mm. of course so I actually like your fitness content more thanks girl um I think there was one about eating your veggies or something. I L-O-L at that one. Cause I was like, oh god, I said I got, got it. <laughs> I was like, ah, I got it. <laughs> but it was funny, you know. And then after yeah. that, you went into the exercise. I was like, yeah. Like, I, 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 you know, distinctly, I was like, I like that one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, so like continue doing stuff like that, you know. Because yeah. it, it re- like, you don't know what will resonate with people. Exactly. No, you're so right. Because like last night, I very scared to make like dirty jokes. But actually, I'm quite... Uh, annoyingly like dirty minded <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like mm, well, well brands like think this is weird then I just like yeah, come on la. like you know other creators you know nowadays the younger people they are so outspoken mm. I'm like well if, if this guy can like go around shouting like dicks and <laughs> about all this stuff then why can't I make this joke so I mean like you say you never know what people yeah. resonate with correct correct like they'll find you funny or something you know yeah yeah yeah. so it goes back to just be true to yourself exactly so I call this the depth quest because I don't have a proper like a nicer name for it so if you come out you can come out with a nicer name no, for it it's please. a nice name <laughs> so uh, basically there is uh, there are 54 blocks in this so whatever num- there's a number that's on each block lah. So I have prepared some questions here. So so whatever number you pull out here, yeah, uh, it will correspond to a question. I love here. that. That's so creative. Mm. Okay, and it's a generally a deep question. Okay, Therefore, I love it. Depth quest. So got it. Go for it. And ah. I need to find the questions. What if I'm damn lame and I just take like the top one? <laughs> no. Okay, okay, okay. Uh oh, shite. So go go go. go. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh my. Okay, flip it. Uh, seven. Seven. Is it seven or one? Seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Which we may have covered before, but what has been your most significant experience of loss or grief, and how did you find healing and resilience? It's the loss of self, the loss of 
someone I was very close to and the loss of a home. Mm. So these three happened at the same time in like November 2020. Like my life just suddenly changed. And I think I it was so crazy for me that I was in survival mode for, you know, two years plus. Like I only recently am starting to come out of it. And you don't realize when you're living in that <gasps> state. Mm. And then when you're, <sighs> and then you think, oh, I'm so exhausted, you know, because you've been like running on this crazy car for like so long. Mm. Yeah, so that was the deepest grief I felt. Mm. Of course, like when you burn your face as a woman, it's, uh, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's really like a loss of your identity, lah. Cause mm. you don't know, you don't want to accept that that's what happened to you, and it's very confusing. Cause skin grafts change, you know. Every month they look different, yeah. and there's an uncertainty. Like, will I even heal? And then, of course, like loss of living in Australia. Living in Australia, it, it versus Singapore is very different. Yeah. So loss of that, loss of my home. I thought I, I'm. I thought like. I mean, I put in a lot of effort into that home. It was rented, mm. but it was still somewhere I called home. Mm. It was where, like, uh, I got taro and all that stuff. Loss of friends. Not lost, la, but I moved away. Yeah. So I wouldn't see them anymore. Mm. How I dealt with it was... Mm, I think, like, TikTok helped me a lot. Mm. Sharing. And I, then I just said, okay, but I can just build myself again, law. Mm. I mean... It's a new chapter. I can do it again. Mm. Yeah. So I just did it. And I think, of course, like meeting new people really helps. Uh, mm, and then having all these brands that feel like they believe in you, no matter how small. I mean, at that time, you know, when you first start and then your first brand comes to you and then you think, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. That and yeah, just having faith that... Mm, I don't know, like, I'm a very spiritual person. Mm. So I just knew that it's going to be fine. Mm. And uh, actually, like, uh, um, a part of me was very angry. I I would say that anger is not bad. Anger really propelled me to want to do better. Because I was so angry that my ex broke out at me, you know. I was like, oh my god, this, this like, asshole broke out at me two weeks after mm. I got burned. Like, how dare he? It's so horrible, blah, 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 blah. So I got so angry that I said, Shining Chu you're going to, like, glow the F up, man. Mm. You're going to do so well, right, that this, like, mofo going to be damn sad he dumped you. So in that way, like, my anger drove me to just do do good. Mm. And so I did. Mm. Yeah, so I just want anyone to know also that, like, anger isn't all bad. Anger inspires revolutions mm. and like riots because people stand up for themselves. Yes. And so like that's how we got to women rights, you know? Mm. LGBT rights. Yes. Because people are angry. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Using anger to like your uh, advantage in that sense. Exactly. And in, in a good way. In a in good, good way, way. In like a meaningful way that's going to help you mm. and other people. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is so... It's just very traumatizing on its own. Like... Uh, not only physically, the I think emotionally is probably worse. 
Yeah, right? of course, yeah. yeah right. And then it's worse when people invalidate you. Or even people now who invalidate me, I'm just like, it's so sad that you cannot understand the depths of like grief. Yeah. Because people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Yeah. You know, so. Sometimes I don't understand why people are so mean on the internet. Because I'm like, wh- what did we ever do to you? I know. <laughs> like, and it's so hurtful, you know. Yeah. What, what, what? Did you get hate comments also? Yeah, like the, the TikTok video had a lot of comments like, right. oh, like, yeah, you deserve to, maybe you were fired or maybe you <gasps> just deserve, I don't know, like, you know, these kind of things. But I'm like, I'm just sharing my experience. Not like I offended you in any way. So why do you have so much anger towards me? Do so you I, feel very hurt? I think split second, yes. But I learned mm. this thing from Gary Vaynerchuk. He said, like, the first thing you should really try to do is just have empathy. Like, maybe that person is going through a bad day, mm. you know, so they have no one to, like, throw their anger out of on, you know, so it's okay, just be empathetic, Um, just return love back, just say, I hope you're good. everything's okay on your side, and, um, you know, you have a good day, lah. because no one, if, if I'm not an angry person, I probably, or I don't have anything going in my life, I probably wouldn't randomly watch this video and, like, <laughs> say mean things yeah. to you, you know, so, right, yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go with that. Of course, the first split second is always like, you know, but yeah. after that, I'm like, calm down. Just don't take it personally. Mm. If it's constructive feedback, I will take it and yeah, I'll be grateful 100%. for it. Yes, yes. But if it's some mean things, I'm like, why? I shouldn't let it get me down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But actually, the empathy route, right? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop giving empathy to these little annoying people because <laughs> I just... I just straight away block now. Yeah. You know, then I block also. <laughs> I block and I remove comment because it doesn't make me feel good. Exactly. And if you don't want to see my content, then yeah. I don't need you on my channel. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and it's, it can get really hurtful. Yeah. Okay. Block. Block. <laughs> so, last question. Mm. Any advice you would like to share with our listeners, especially those who aspire to start creating content? Um, I would say... Number one, do not ever be afraid to charge more if you think that what's you are that is what you are worth, okay? Because chances are like brands do have the budget. You just maybe don't know how to fight for it yet. Mm. Number two, keep learning, okay? And number three, live honestly. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Yes. I think that is the best advice that anyone has given me. And you have to make that decision, you know. Yeah. Mm. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We're done. Um, I yeah. hope I gave good answers. Yeah, no. Eh, thanks, thanks, Charlene. Like, I think yeah. I always have a good conversation with you, whether yeah. it's online or offline and whatnot. Yes. Um, but I, I think I learned a lot from you today. And like, you know, I, I love the your values in terms of like you always live so honestly. Like, I li- I like that piece of advice, live honestly. Um, because you're always so true to yourself. And and I feel I it you no, know, I feel it, you know, like feel the vibes and, mm. and stuff, right? Um and it's it's such a good feeling. And I think people can really, really learn from that. And not only that, right? Your journey through healing mm. um and like having that grit that resilience to kind of just go through everything and you're still so positive so happy and like you know of course not all the time yeah but 
you know what I mean by when you yeah. in general you you don't meet someone you're like you right? <laughs> yeah, not like, like those haters. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I I love having like conversations Aww. with you. So like, thank you for taking the time. Of course, yeah, I really appreciate you. And yes. um, thank you, yeah. thank you for holding the space for me. Also, it's not easy talking about all these kind of things. Yeah, thank you for like being vulnerable also of with course. us. And, oh, and oh, Chewy, Chewy is very happy. <laughs> She's so cute. Hi. <laughs> <sighs> all okay. right so thank you wrapping up uh, oh thank you yeah before what? we wrap up where can our listeners find you online? oh yes uh, uh uh you can find me on instagram charlene chew c-h-a-r-l-e-n-e-c-h-e-w like chewy uh and tiktok is charlene chew 3005 oh she knows better than me yes but why 3005 it's my birthday 30th of oh. May yeah when's your birthday 17th August I'm a Leo oh ooh, they say Leo yeah. and I have YouTube also it's just charlene chew oh yeah you're trying to grow YouTube not grow lah I just like post for fun oh. I don't have any hopes for it <laughs> oh, no, but you have like 2 point something followers or anything. Yeah, 2 point K because of like mothership and stuff uh, oh. cat <laughs> <laughs> okay, we end. All right.